Movie Draft House. My name is Mark. Joined by Jeff. Hi, how are you? Were you asking me or them? You specific. They can't respond. Oh, they can. Well, they can. They can head over to Twitter.com. Go to the Movie Draft House or whatever the hell it is. Movie Draft House? Movie Draft House. Yeah. Movie Draft House, yep. You can find Mark over there. He's at uh, I Heard You Liked. You can find me, Podcast by Jeff. And let me know how you're doing. That's all I want to know. We're we're getting down to the, the singular podcast by Jeff soon. Um, Wait, are you saying I'm going to quit one of these? <laughs> I don't know the future, sir. <laughs> but it could, it could happen. I don't know. Are you it could, sick of me? Is could, this what's happening? Am I being kicked no, off? No, absolutely not. not being kicked but it, also, it could also turn into podcast by Jeff. But it already is any moment in time. podcasts. I mean, multiple podcasts. But anyways, our music this month oh, is yeah. brought to you by the band Schizophonics uh, with the song Something's Got to Give. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, make sure you uh, throw them uh, a like and a subscribe and give their music a listen. Catch the show notes uh, for all those links. And we appreciate them allowing us to use their music. Jeff, what was the theme for this Oh, month? yeah. Uh, I believe if you look back, we did Karate Kid. We did Raid Redemption. We did whatever the hell it was last week. Oh, Romeo Must Die. And now we're doing Best of the Best. So I believe the the running theme between all of those films is martial arts. So I I think we are in the tail end of Martial Arts Month now. Uh, You know, we started out great. We did. You surprised. Hey, let me say, though, you gave me Karate Kid, and I'm on record as giving you a lot of crap about that. And then we watched the film. And I gave it a fair chance, and I said I liked it, right? Yep, you did. I did. So, I, you know, and then we watched Raid Redemption. We both raved about that movie. And then you screwed the pooch, admittedly. I did. I did. And, and, and gave us Romeo Must Die, which is an honest mistake. It could have happened to any of us. <laughs> It, it it happened it happened to me and i apologize to the to the listeners for having to trudge through that garbage. if they did if they but did. if you're smart right. you didn't now this week though i'm hoping that everyone had a chance to sit down boot up netflix it's it was on there at the time of this recording and watch the 1989 classic film best of the best directed by robert radler and it stars Eric Roberts, James Earl Jones, Sally Kirkland, Philip Ree or Ray, uh, and uh, Chris Penn, who I have confirmed is Sean Penn's brother. Oh, you confirmed that? Didn't you? I did. I I went on this thing called the internet, and that they and the internet's never wrong, and they said that they are indeed related. Wait, there's a best of the best two. There's a best of the best four, my friend. Now. Okay, so back when I saw this, because this is a movie from my childhood, I actually saw Best of the Best 2 first, and I remember liking it. Now, I don't know whether it stood up or not, because it's been 20 years. And I went back and watched Best of the Best 1, and as a kid, I don't remember liking it as much as the second one. I think the second one was more flashy and modern, I think, obviously being newer. And this first one, it 
to be honest, kind of for a large majority of the film lacks on the martial arts. It's much more of a, a character story or a sports story uh, reflected more of like a, a miracle on ice kind of movie where it's just everybody's working against the odds uh, to defeat a foe, a, uh, you know, a, a sporting foe that they are huge underdogs of. Right. That's what it's really about. Yeah. It's, it's less about fight choreography and, you know, amazing fights and more about the story around a martial arts competition. So the IMDb synopsis for best of the best is a team from the United States is going to compete against Korea in a Taekwondo tournament. The team consists of fighters from all over the country. Can they overcome their rivalry and work together to win? Now here's my problem with the film. Okay. And I, let me quickly just say, I did enjoy watching this, but, Here's my thing, and I didn't remember this aspect. They are in a tournament. It takes, in my humble opinion, to more than two teams to be a tournament. They are specific. <laughs> not, not when you're the USA. Or, or Korea. Because this movie, <laughs> they are specifically training to be on a team for the USA and they are only competing directly against the Koreans. Nobody else matters. They don't fight anyone else. How are they the best of the best when you only beat one other team? When you're America, bro. Or Korea. USA. USA. Uh, so I will go on record as saying that this entire movie is just one big montage uh, oh come on! It, it's not. There are a it couple is. really good it's... montages. This is okay. <laughs> what this is is a. This is an eighties martial arts film. Oh, it's very, it's, it's very eighties. You're gonna watch if you go and watch a kickboxer. You go and watch blood sport. This is gonna be that kind of tone, where the training to be the best. I mean, the original Karate Kid, where the 80s music is thumping in the background while they're training. Think Rocky. I mean, it's that style of tone. And it's it does it great. And there's the, the, the training montage. And then later, there's the sad montage, where everything's falling apart. And some of the heroes are really having to do some inner searching. And you get that great 80s ballad over a guy riding a mo motorcycle down the highway being contemplative. It, I mean I'm going to name off all the, it's the things great. I like I that. I just uh, okay. I'm okay. going to name Eric Roberts. Dude. I, I like I like I like Eric Roberts. He has probably an all-time great mullet. It's really good. It's um it, it it rivals Mel Gibson's mullet from uh Lethal Weapon. His mullet um, is he there's a scene where he's running and it's just, and it's just flapping in the oh, wind per oh, it's just, plus oh. all day man it uh so I, I really enjoyed that um and i actually thought eric roberts uh, while act all the acting in this movie is very over the top but um i thought he was actually probably pretty genuine i thought he was in, great and uh in in most of the the heartfelt moments in this movie um, and, all right. I think also, he does a lot of range, right? He, he has, uh, 
This is the only movie I've ever seen him in. So I, I've seen know. this in Best of the Best, too. And I remember <laughs> being like, eh, whatever, about the character that he plays Alex Grady. And I was always more of a Tommy Lee guy because in this movie and in the other films, he's clearly the best martial artist, like legit, real martial artist. And uh, so I was always kind of more partial to Tommy Lee's character. Now, coming back at this from a now adult who's seen a lot of movies, I like Eric Roberts' performance a lot. The moment when he's teaching his son to ride a bike, he's like, I'm dad, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah, it. He goes, you sure good. are, son. And he, like his face, <laughs> like he looks so proud and like how, the, the ability to portray happy tears, he does a great job. And then- like when he's in anguish later on in the film because he's presented with a dilemma, which isn't much of one. I mean, he makes the right decision. He nails it. And I. I yeah, I, I was going to. I was when that scene happens. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't do it. Don't you dare forsake your child in the hospital. Right. To go. He does the right <laughs> thing. It's not it, even it's, a choice at all. And he says that. Right. Right, right, right. And then there's that was good. It was, it was. It was I think he nailed it. it. And he went to see his son, and he was happy to see he was okay. And he just, and then there's later in the movie, there's some reconciliation where his son is there, and he's thanking his coach that he's had butt butted heads with, and it just feels good to me. It's I love it. I think his performance have, is the to me the best. I have thing. some breaking news for the pod. Oh, breaking news. Oh, this just in. I just discovered that Eric Roberts. I have seen him in other things. Okay. I admittedly, while he and in his older age, but breaking news: he was nominated for an Academy Award in 1986 for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for *Runaway Train*. He was in *The Dark Knight*. He was in *The Dark Knight*. I just discovered that as well. Oh. He's been a lot of things. He's great. He's underrated to me then. Like, I mean, and I'm only really just basing him off of this film and this performance, but right. I think he's great. Like he, he, I think there's parts where the screenplay doesn't do him favors and he just kind of pushes through it and, uh, puts, yeah, as, as, as a leading, as the leading man in this film. And you, you could say that he, he's kind of, he kind of co-stars with the, uh, the, uh, the Asian actor, um, Philip Ree or Ray. I'm gonna say yeah. Ray. I think it's Ray. Okay. Um, and but as as the leading co-star in this movie, I thought he was he was he was fine. He was very good. Um, not particularly great because I don't think the writing. I think was he there was great. That. I will disagree. Humbly um, and friendly, I disagree. I think he was uh, great. But this movie is strung together. It's like. It's str- it, the movie is held together by montages, and I don't like that. Oh God! Sim- it is. You don't like it's held fun? together. I, I, this is the- it's a it's one montage from the next, and then the it's the not one all like, montages. It is. It is 100%. not. It's a, There's a bar fight. Name the, the tournament. The, mo- the whole like last thirty <laughs> minutes of this movie. The tournament is not a montage. The uh, there's montages in there. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. They're- yeah, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter if the montages are good and they have great '80s music, which they do. Right, but those they, uh, it just seems like that was just a crutch that uh, old Robert Radler used oh, to get to the tournament. 
Like it goes it goes from assembling the team, bar fight, tournament, and everything else no, is montage. Yeah, no, no, because <laughs> there's the whole thing about him. Okay, there's like dream sequences, not dream sequences, but flashbacks of some of the trauma with Tommy Lee. Oh, but see, that's and all right. That's another problem I had. Why why do we just learn like three quarters of the way through the movie that Tommy Lee's brother was killed by the leader of the other the other team? Yeah, that's a why, fair criticism. That's, that's, Saying that's that it's all montages is not. Now, okay, so let's start from the top. Let's start from the top. Our main man, Alex Grady, played by Eric Roberts, is a single father whose wife he's a widower, widower, yep. and he's. Widow-er. I guess living with his mom, um, and he's got a young son who I thought was his wife at the beginning. She's, but then I was like, she's a little bit older than him. <laughs> she, uh, and, well, and he's uh, a former martial artist, pretty acclaimed. Like people were really like, "Oh, he's back," you know, sort of thing. He's teaching his son to ride a bike in a really great scene, and then like they're at the dinner table. And there is, like I said, there are screenplay issues where he's like, she's like, what about your son? He's like, what about my son? Even though we just saw him be this really <laughs> loving father, it just felt weird. But basically, he wants to get back into fighting because it's all he has, right? He's lost his wife. He's not particularly good at anything else other than just creating a massive mullet. Well, he's a mechanic in the beginning, right? Is he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, But he wants to, there's an open uh, martial arts tryouts that he wants to go to. And he talks to his son. He's like, Hey, I'm going to be gone for three months. Are you okay with that? And his, his son is like, yeah, but you better win the gold medal. He's like, ah, I'll do that. So who needs a dad? Right. Uh, so he goes and he trains. Well, he goes to the, the thing, the, whatever you call it. And there he runs into Tommy Lee, um, Chris Penn's character named Travis Brickle. Ridiculous. The most ridiculous character in Awful. this entire movie, and I hated him. Yes. I hated everything about yes. him. I hated that he was even included in this team. Yes. Make him make him a side character that has nothing else to do than, than crack jokes. Our villain. How, how, you know? how are you putting how are you putting him on this martial arts team? And he's it's openly so racist. <laughs> openly. <laughs> Well, it jives with his character. Oh, guess, totally. But. but, and I guess that's there to be the conflict because it even says dealing with racism. And, like, he's openly hates Asian people and um, makes racist jokes towards Asian people. Uh, this is Chris Penn's character. And he is not, like... I think he makes a great villain. Like you don't like him, I don't like him, and wanting to see him get punched in the face, but he's billed as one of the heroes. It's kind of yeah. it's a it's weird. It's a bit tone deaf, I think. Now, you'll be happy to know that in the sequel, he gets killed like right off the rip. Oh, is that the uh cuz the tagline for the the sequel is the Coliseum is the fighting arena owned by the champion Brachus. Yeah. Now, after the death of their friend, yep. Tommy Lee and Alex Grady want revenge. Yes, correct. Now, that's a good tagline for a movie, am I right? So, but the the, <laughs> the death of their friend is Travis Brickley, uh, this Chris Penn character, 
who gets it in in that movie it's like underground fighting you know like pre-ufc sort of underground fighting and and obviously in this one these are much more sanctioned sporting events uh but you'll be happy to know he gets killed uh in the next movie (laughs) spoiler alert um so like I didn't understand uh, necessarily why uh, James Earl Jones was in this movie. Um, so he's he's vastly unlikable. Yes, uh, he's not he's not charismatic at disagree. all. Disagree. In this movie, he is not charismatic I disagree. at all. Like, okay, so it's what the role calls for, right? He's not meant to be likable. He's the harsh coach, right? He's he's heartless. All he cares about is winning. You're not supposed but why? to. Why? Why? Because that's all he cares about is winning. Listen, okay, Mark, we have to we have to establish things here. Sometimes you go into movies and it's like you're looking for something that wouldn't ever be there. Are, are you really looking for more of a motive than he just likes to win out of a 1989 martial arts film with a guy with a huge mullet? You're setting yes. yourself up for disappointment. You can't go into these no, movies like that. When you when you cast when you cast a name like James Earl Jones, who is a at the time of this movie, a plus list star, compared to who in Hollywood? In Hollywood, he's he gets the bill on this poster. Well, yeah, he's the biggest name in the movie, but if he's in a lot of other movies, he doesn't get the top billing. James Earl Jones is James great. Earl Jones? I'm not, yeah. What other movies does he get? The top man is the in? voice of Darth Vader. I know, do, but is he, he on the poster? About? Like, does he get top billing? No. In Star Wars? Yes. I I, I have to go back and look at the. He doesn't for get Star top billing. But... Okay. And then you can look through his IMDb and how many like just sta- like outside of Darth Vader, what is he known for? You know what I mean? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? The voice of Mufasa. Okay, fair. Coming to America. Yes. All right. Uh, Again, he's like uh, the fourth on the call sheet on that one. But go ahead. Uh, let's let's see what else we. My got? thing is, is he's not the leading man in any of his films that I know of. I, I, I admittedly, I haven't seen all the James Earl. Well, Jones I mean, movies. if you go through, so like Lion King, Field of Dreams, he's not the leading man. So you go through, uh, and just right here, you get Star Wars. Obviously, he's Darth Vader, but he's not the leading man. Lion King, he's dead like in the first 30 minutes. Hunt for the Red October, I didn't even know he was in there. I know he's in Coming to America, but he's asked at the beginning at the very end. My, my thing is, I have no problem with James Earl Jones. I'm not trying to belittle him in any way, but you're saying he's this A-plus actor, but he doesn't. He never takes top bill in anything. That's what I'm saying. He is a supporting actor at heart. Right. That is what he made his career as, as a, a list supporting actor. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't know why you cast him in this role. I just don't. Name power. Like you said. He doesn't, he doesn't look. Like a martial artist, he he never does any martial arts in the movie. Okay, we all don't, right. So we here, don't get, let's let's we, slow down then. Okay, uh, John Madden, uh, Rex Ryan, 
of Andy Reid. What? Who are these people? They're football coaches that are huge fat guys. They don't look like athletes, and yet they've all coached, well, maybe not Rex Ryan, but they've all coached championship teams. Yeah, but they... You're, you can be a like martial arts coach. You're in your 50s or whatever, or however old he is. And you're, maybe when he was a martial sense. artist, when he was younger, he looked like a strapping young man. Let me find... Give me... A, this movie should have given me a reason that I, I should have known that he was a good martial arts coach. It tells you up front, I'm a martial arts coach. He's no nonsense. He's getting employed by the United States or whoever. This this movie had so many montages. One of them could have been <laughs> James Earl Jones as a young man fighting in some tournament. No, so I knew it's a, that he listen, was a martial artist. Okay, artists. let's 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 go with this then, because this movie is a t- is one hour and thirty seven minutes. It's not the sort of garbage marathon. This podcast you is going like to be as long us. as this movie. By the what? way, what? <laughs> I couldn't hear you over my own voice. What did you say? I'm just saying that. Uh, this podcast is likely going to be the same running. That's possible because Uh, you are saying just asinine stuff right now. You, you (laughs) like, I don't you ever go into like, okay. So back on the budget arcade podcast, you and I reviewed street fighter, right? We did. And you, it's out there. You can listen to it. You liked that movie. You had a good time watching it. I did have a You're good time not watching because I knew what to expect. Exactly. I knew what to expect. And this is a movie. I sent it to you. I said, it's best of the best. It's 1989. Look at this guy's mullet. And yet you go into it hoping it wins an Oscar somehow and that no, there are no plot holes I never, whatsoever. I never said that. I never said that. I hope this I hope this movie exceeds my expectations and I can put it on my list of top but the, 10 But your criticisms no. of the movie are they have James Earl Jones in it, which is how is that a criticism? And that it's a criticism in the role that he was cast in. And montages in an 80s action flick, which that's what 80s action flicks are known for. And admittedly, <sighs> there's not a whole lot of action in this movie that's outside fair. of the bar the bar fight and the tournament at the end. Right. That's totally fair. That's a fair criticism. I can accept that. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Because the movie is less about the martial arts and more about the story of the team coming together. And granted, the only real conflict on the team is the racist guy that James Earl Jones was like, yeah, we're bringing him along. Anyway. Yeah, there's some other people that are on the team. Uh, There's Virgil, who's the vegan spiritualist. And then there's the most generic guy. Basically, his thing is he's Italian. There's him. I don't even remember his name. Which one was he? He was the Italian guy. So you don't even remember him. No, right. I don't. What was his name? It wasn't Virgil because Virgil was the vegan guy. Sonny Grosso. Sonny the... Oh, he doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. That's how Yeah, he's he the... Um, what did he do in this movie? Uh, I he, he really doesn't matter. Like, I don't... Is he even on the poster? Let's, yeah, he's on the poster, but he's all the way is in the he? background. If you look at the one that has all five members of the team, oh. he's the one who gets totally obliterated right at the beginning of the move, uh, the tournament. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And then, and then, so like before they go to Korea, James Earl Jones brings in this woman. He doesn't bring her in. His, who brings her in? The, remember, that's the whole conflict. 
is that he didn't want he only coaches with himself and then like his right hand man who's really just there. Oh, the Federation guy. Yeah, the, the guy who's kind of yeah, like yeah, we yeah. need to win. Like the right, right, the right. guy he objected to Eric Roberts being on the team because he thought he was washed up and everyone knows he has a bum shoulder. And then so in order to kind of he doesn't have a lot of faith in James Earl Jones that he brings in. Uh, Why would he? Nobody knows what his qualifications are. Did you want to see him with a resume? Okay, you're all right. You said this movie is held together by montages, and then you say we could at least have one more montage of him doing karate. So your your answer to make the movie better, which features too many montages, is to add another montage. No, I'm saying we could have taken out one of the million training montages and put you in... You don't want training montages in a martial arts movie. That's why we watch stuff like this. <laughs> anyway, anyways, so the Federation dude brings in Sally Kirkland's character. And this uh, character Captain is just... Wade. I don't understand why she's here. I don't understand her. Like, and, I guess it's to uh, add another layer of tension that doesn't really amount to anything. I guess she's also there to be the moral compass... Because frankly, yeah. Frank Cuzo, who's James Earl Jones's character, doesn't have one. His compass is pointed directly at winning. And she's a spiritualist and she's teaching them to center themselves. And of course, uh, Virgil's all about that because that's what he does anyway. And then Chris Penn's character, the racist cowboy, is not having any of it. I, and, and admittedly, yeah, this this is I don't know why this is here. It doesn't really so, play into anything other than she does kind of confront James Earl Jones later in the movie about some of his bullshit. So that's there. You want to talk about the villains? So Team Korea. Oh, what? Chris Penn actually died, bro. Oh, did he? He's dead. When did he die? 2006. Mm. He was in At Reservoir Dogs. 40. Did you see that? He was in your boy's movie. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I, I don't recognize him from that movie. but I recognize him from Best of the Best. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so Sally Kirkland's character is brought in, and the only thing she does really is teach him how to break bricks. No, do um, yoga. Or do they yoga, do right. a lot yeah, of yoga. yoga. And they break some bricks. Yeah. And then... Uh, Eric Roberts' character finds out that his son's been hit by a car, <laughs> which is a real. It's. <laughs> it's... <sighs> yeah, I and when that was when that first happened, like, did they have to make it because he was riding his bike? Yeah, it's just it, it was yes, he had on to be nose. because they established it up front fit, right, that he taught right. him how to ride the bike. Yeah, and then he's that causing him to ride the bike causing him to get injured, which is just right. kind of. As a parent, on, you know, that would be yeah. terrible. So he gets a phone call and he's like, oh, I got to go home. My son, they don't know what. And at the time, they're, he's not sure of the condition. It could be really, really bad. He could lose his leg, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, sounds awful. And He's in a coma. Yeah, he's he's in a coma at the time. And, and Eric Roberts goes to coach and he's like, hey, I got to go. My son's been injured. And coach is like, well, if you leave, you're off the team. And. Eric Roberts tries to fight with James Earl Jones for a good bit on this. He's like, listen, man, I'll come back as soon as I can, but I can't not go to my son. And James Earl Jones says, you have a choice. 
If you leave, you're not coming back. And Eric Roberts is like, well, that's no choice at all. I got to go. But Eric Roberts is so good in this scene because you see the pain on his face of like he does a great job of saying with his acting, I want to be on the team and stay and I'm losing this opportunity. But also, how dare you? Like, I have no choice. I'm going to go see my son. And I think his performance is just so good and underrated. And uh, I, I loved it. And then he, he goes, and of course, his son is fine. And, uh, you know, after a couple of days, it looks like everything's going to be fine. He comes back, and James Earl Jones kicks him off the team. So how did you feel about his performance here, Eric Roberts? Uh, I thought the performance, so the only time I really, like, you talking about the scene or in the movie? Uh, specifically, I guess this part, but in general is fine. Uh, this, I, th- this scene was fine. Um, I, the only time I really felt him overact or saw him overacting, I guess, was at the end where they're carrying him off in the oh, tournament. Didn't cry? He, Come on, <laughs> man. You No, no. All right. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, generally speaking i thought eric roberts was he's fine. awesome he's awesome he was he was nowhere near the worst thing in this movie oh my now that's underselling it he's great in this movie he's the best thing about the movie so i he, he might be he you're right he might he be. is uh i will take no argument otherwise now um okay. i mean what's better than eric roberts in this movie because tommy lee uh, is not particularly great character his martial arts are no, good it, but yeah, so the the character of Tommy Lee, I enjoyed the character, but it's so under underdeveloped. It's basically Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat, okay? Because his brother gets killed by a big bad guy, like in Mortal Kombat, and he's got an eye patch. Oh, that's how we know he's evil, right? That when right. you saw him with the yeah. eye patch, you knew, oh my god, this guy. And that's another montage. The, the Korean guy is training in the snow. Dude, up mountains, they kick bricks. Oh, These guys cannot yeah. be stopped. So, like, we find out that man with eye patch, who's the most badass guy on the planet, killed Tommy Lee's brother in a tournament. Now, he didn't maliciously kill him, right? He's not Tung Po, if you've watched Kickboxer, where he just oh, goes over the top and is, you know, does some unnecessary violence. He fought a clean fight, and his brother happened to die in the ring. Or you know, people people die in combat sports. I mean, it happens in boxing, and you know, every time it has that I've seen the the other combatant is quite you know upset about it. Nobody actually wants to see anybody get hurt. But I guess this guy wasn't too broken up about it. I mean, no. Anyway, it's just it, it it happened, you know. And Tommy Lee was a young child at the time, so it traumatized him. Yeah, but we don't learn this until you know very it's, late in the movie. It really, you don't learn about it until about this point in the film, like we, right? Where Eric Roberts has taken up the bulk of the first half of the film, and now you get a little bit of Tommy Lee kind of sprinkled out. You, you see that he. So basically, uh, they're kicking this bag to see how hard their kicks are. And Virgil's holding the bag, and Tommy Lee kicks it, and James Earl Jones is like, what the hell is that? What are you holding back for? You need to unleash. And so he unleashes, and it he kicks the bag so hard it knocks out Virgil, 
Tommy Lee runs. He's quitting the team now. So, oh, that's another montage of him. That's oh, I love leaving it. on them. You're telling me you didn't get Top Gun vibes from that? Where he just have you seen um, like either like uh, you know basketball or Team America where they parody yeah. these sort of montages of yeah. the, the sad montage, right? And uh, yeah. it's that's this. It's great. I mean, I'm watching and I'm like, yes, this is what I want when I sit down to watch. A martial arts movie from the eighties. I, I I want this montage. It feels like home. <laughs> I just it does. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, Mark, because your home has three walls and a half of a roof. I don't know what that and means, but it means that this you, is not a complete film. That's, that's that is false. False. Okay, so he let okay. When you buy an album from the store and you buy something that's in the heavy metal section, there's certain things you expect on that album. You expect sure. thrashing guitars, yeah. possibly growling. I don't know what type of metal you're into. Uh, you know, thumping drums and lots of percussion. You just there's something that goes along with being metal. And when you watch an '80s action film or a, a martial arts film, you expect montages it's part of the formula uh, yeah sure oh god i just say that this this movie while it has a it does have a ton of heart there is oh heart thank you mark i'm not even gonna uh, object I, to you using the h word <laughs> um i just i didn't feel like it was a complete movie uh what was and, missing more montages i believe that's what you no. said earlier no, uh, uh, we we could have interjected and put less montages, more story. As uh, opposed to all the story that's already in here. They train and they train and then they train some more. And then there's the story <laughs> like, no, yeah, I, I, I disagree. I don't think it needed more story. It's a buck and a half. It's an hour and a half. OK. And I thought there was plenty of everything. If anything, I would say we need more martial arts. Yes. You know, I could I could get behind that. Like if we, if the tournament were bigger, that'd be good because that was the part that threw me off. Is like, why is this tournament just two teams? This is basically just a friendly match. It's an invitational. Hey, come over and fight fight our guys. You know, it's like, but no. Okay, go. On. So let's so let's move in. So let's move into the the tournament. Uh, you know, our 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 team of of the best of the best. Wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. You Did you notice that during one of the montages, the song has the lyrics, best of the best? Yeah, the, the best of the best. Yes. Of the best. Yeah. Come yes, on, man. It's, man, everything about this movie just screams on the nose to me. It's so uh, good. Oh, yeah, just. Uh, our team arrives in Korea, uh, South Korea, not North Korea. Wait, 1989, had the Korean... Had, the Koreas were split. You're right? asking the wrong dude, but yes, I believe they have <laughs> been split by this point. Okay, okay. I th uh, the way it's portrayed to me makes me feel like North Korea, but their flag is the South Korean flag. So it is. It's a South yeah. Korean flag, but but they're um, portrayed in a very. Now I don't know back. Yeah, I don't know enough about history, so I don't want to comment. Uh, we're, we're just going to assume that yeah, the, it's South Koreas Korea. are split, and it's South Korea. So they arrive in South Korea. 
and we have our 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 boy Ahmad Rashad. I know, right? Uh, so I I saw Ahmad Rashad. He's probably the best. Now, let me take it back. I take back everything I, I've said so far. He is the best actor in this. Movie. No, wrong, incorrect, false. All he's doing is his job. <laughs> Like if they, but he's so good. That, that's not acting. Like if they're, hey, we got Mark hired. He's just gonna play a cop. He stands around and does cop things. Okay, like they hire me to do order <laughs> entry or whatever in a movie. That's fine. That's not acting. It's just I'm just doing my job. So I I disagree because in no way did he have to portray any sort of range of emotion. He just was commentating something. He has a you know, it's fine. Anyway, so. So Ahmad Rashad is is the uh, the voice to the people in America. Now, if you don't about, know Ahmad Rashad, he's a, a, a sportscaster. He's been around for ages. I was he on ESPN or did he just do yeah. like TNT? I can't remember. But no, he was uh, he he started on ESPN, then he went to uh, HBO. Yes, um, that's right. And then and now I think he might be back on. I'm not sure where he is, but he he offered. An air of legitimacy to the commentating. He is the voice of this tournament, and he's the one who keeps you in the loop as to what's happening with the scoring, and uh, you know everything that's going on in the event. Much like a sportscaster would, while you're watching uh, something on TV, a sporting event, they keep you in in the loop on all the stories going on. Yeah, it's it was so, a nice surprise because uh, I. And and, yeah. and we're talking young Ahmad Rashad, you know. He's, yeah, he's in his twenties now. Now he's you know he's in his I think he's in his sixties now. But um, but we got we got young energetic Ahmad Rashad, which also legitimizes uh, legitimus legitimizes. It gives the movie some legitimacy. I think it gives um, this scene like. Um, okay, yeah, right. The tournament. He, it gives the tournament some legitimacy. Like if you were to cast, um, who's the guy that died? Uh, Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott, right? Uh, like if you were to cast some some big name nowadays as a sportscaster, Jim Nance or um, you know, Tony Romo, Joe Buck. Oh, Joe Tony Buck. Romo. Joe Buck sucks. You know, hey, who's right? Would, I don't like you, he's Joe Buck. Would you? But he's who's your your dream, like your favorite sports casting duo of all time? I have my answer already ready. I have my answer right now. If it's Pat and it's Summerall, the Manning brothers. Who? It's the Manning brothers. Have you watched? That ESPN? is not have you watched Monday Night Football. I, listen, yeah, they, they, I'm on they, the record. Are, have you watched their alternate broadcast no. on ESPN two? I love during Peyton the Monday Manning. Night Football game? I love them, but that's Peyton not sports Manning casting. and Eli Manning are fantastic. That's not sports casting. It is sports casting. No, they're hanging out. They're breaking Twitch down streaming. the game. They're Twitch they're... streaming the game. And they're great at it. But they're not calling the game. Dude, they don't have right. a play-by-play guy with a right, color I'll, guy. I'll pivot, I'll, I'll pivot to... Uh, to me, it's Pat Summerall and John Madden. Uh, yeah, but I'm... They're a bunch of old guys, though. Oh, my They're God. old guys when they were calling games. So? What does that um, have to do with I like, anything? I like, an, I like an energetic guy. You don't um, think John Madden was energetic? Who Pam? Who Wolf? Huh? Incur- no. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm waiting for your answer that is better than John Madden and Pat Summerall at this point. Uh, who's the guy that gets so excited? Um, oh, uh, Dickie V. No, <laughs> Dickie V wasn't bad. Um, but you're saying you're comparing Dickie V is the basketball version of John Madden. What are you talking about? 
No, no, no. But um, I'm not thinking of Dickie V. I'm thinking of um, he's a black guy. He's uh, he gets so so like over the top excited when anything happens. You don't even know his name. No, I don't. It was I did, but it did escape me. Uh, dang, who is it? What is his name? <sighs> what sport does he call? Football. Is he a color commentator or a play-by-play? Uh, you'd call him color. Did he used to play football? I don't know. I have no idea who you're talking about. I know. Uh, it'll come to me. Let's just continue with the movie, and I'll interject when I find Good his Lord. name. Good Lord. Yeah. So get at us on Twitter. Let us know who your favorite sports casting duo is. <laughs> uh, it's Pat Summerall and John Madden, though. What, what are we, where are we? Okay, so we get to the tournament now. And so the way this tournament works is it's a team sport. And so each uh, fighter is paired off against one other fighter based on weight class. They say that just in passing, but I'm like, I don't notice this big of a difference in weight between all the people, but whatever, I guess. So they pair them up, and of course, uh, you know, Tommy Lee is facing his nemesis, um, uh, Dehan, who's the guy at the eye patch, and Eric Roberts is facing some guy. The other guys don't matter, really. The only villain that is of any consequence is Dehan. And uh, so they fight for several minutes. And they try to score as many points as possible in their fights, and a cumulative score is kept. And then whoever has the most points at the end is the winner. So it's not about necessarily whether you win or lose your match. Your team can still win. So it's like at some point, they they drop like their first three matches as far as for points, right? Uh, but then again, why is there a tiebreaker? If it's just points based, where they break bricks, huh? <laughs> weird. That is weird. Anyway, um, so we get Virgil just gets destroyed, and so does the guy whose name who we forgot, the Italian guy, uh, Sonny Grasso. They just get destroyed, and then Chris Penn gets in a pretty good fight as far as keeping up with someone score wise, uh, where they actually tie, and I guess to break the tie for some reason uh they have to break bricks and he breaks two fewer bricks than the other guy uh then we get our fight between uh eric roberts and the guy he's fighting and i think this is really good stuff too you know near the end his shoulder comes out but if he can't continue his fight he loses all the points he's accumulated and they effectively lose so he's basically like, tape it up, pop it back in. And Tommy grabs his arm and pops it back in and then tapes it up. And he goes and he just needs to last 30 seconds longer. And he does. Uh, and then, of course, we get to Tommy and Dehan, who I think is the best martial arts in the movie. Um, yeah, it is. Because Tommy's really fast. And um, there's a scene in the bar where he kicks a cigarette out of someone's mouth uh, that looked real. Like, you know did there's no computers here uh and it was super fast <laughs> it's 1989 unless you're playing the oregon trail yeah uh yeah and so they fight and and you know did you know that uh philip ray and simon 
Ray, our brothers in real life. Who's Simon Ray? Dehan Park. Oh, really? The baddie. So he killed his own brother? Wait, their brother. Wait, okay, what? that that throws a wrench in things. So <laughs> essentially, they get to a point where basically Tommy Lee has beaten the bricks off of this dude. And the issue is, though, is they're still down in points by like two points or something. And and the only way they can win is by knockout. Right. And so he he Dehan is out on his feet. And Tommy Lee gets in this same pose he did when he kicked Virgil into the next county. And so if he hits this guy who's out on his feet with his kick, he's pretty much dead. Even Eric Roberts is like, he's going to kill him, coach. And coach, through various means, has had a change of heart about winning. It's not all about winning. Um, <laughs> and he's like, don't do it. And he doesn't. And so the American team ends up losing um, by a couple points. Now, what I don't get is why you wouldn't just gently go over and lay yeah. the guy on the ground. Because if he's or, or just like just punch him to where he's just like knocked down. Yeah, it just it, you don't have to kill. Yeah, him. exactly. I did. I think that is really stupid. I don't understand why you wouldn't just. I he, he ah just trip him, lay him on the ground, like clear or point to the, clearly referee. This guy is can't defend himself, which is the reason for a fight stoppage. This is kind of stupid. So I'll give you that, Mark. <laughs> well, even though the Korean team has won, they have this emotional thing, and I just I get choked up thinking about it. Yeah, this is the best scene in the whole movie. I, no, it's not. The best scene in the whole movie is Eric Roberts with his son riding a bike. Just good, wholesome fun. Well, Dehan Park gives gives Tommy Lee his medal. And says something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, because it's in. No, it's in English. Korean. No, Dehan speaks English. Oh, did he? Okay. I think so. Uh, Unless I'm misremembering. Anyways. anyways, he he tells him to to save a life is the most honorable thing. And he cries. That and he moves. didn't mean to kill his brother, who is himself, right, apparently. Right. Uh, <laughs> and they hug. And it's not. A, I mean, the, the Internet doesn't lie. They're brothers. They're related in real life. And so and then the next guy gives Eric Roberts his uh, medal. And it's this emotional thing. Uh, and, and Eric Roberts is a mess in this. He's crying, boohoo crying, drooling. Things are flow. Fluids are leaking out of his face. It's awesome. And then the rest of the team all, for some reason, get their medals. I don't know why. Because the first two guys didn't deserve Jack. They got whipped. Um, but I guess it's a show of solidarity between the U.S. and the Koreans. And if this is post-Korean War, they're already allies anyway. Um, yes, this is post-Korean <laughs> So they're already allies. I don't know what this means. <laughs> we're going to have a, a, a history podcast. No, we're not. Me and you. Um, so and then the, the movie ends now mark when the credits rolled what's your initial emotion i thought the ending was good okay i thought the ending was really good um and i i i, I did i felt emotional beats from this movie at the end here and not, not at just at the end but all throughout 
the emotion hit the right time, you know, hit me in the right way. Especially when he's riding yeah. on his motorcycle and the music's <laughs> playing in the background. It's his hair's When you going. got to do what you can to be on top, you're the best of the best. God, I hope that's I hope that song plays in this podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, no, but I thought I thought the when the when the film needed emotion, it got it, and I thought it got it at the right times, and it was mainly from Eric Roberts. But I but the, I think the strongest emotion was from you know uh, Dehan and and Tommy Lee at the end, mm-hmm. you know. And so I I thought the the movie ended the right way, and it's hard like we've documented on the past and on the pod in the past. It's hard to have good endings. Um, it's because it, w- it would have been very easy for this movie to fall into the cliche of America's the best. And, uh, you know, having Tommy Lee just whip Dehan and be like kind of a, uh, a Rocky and Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. you know, fight. But it didn't. It didn't fall into that trap, and I thought that was it was good that it didn't, is because it didn't need to. It didn't need all that, and uh, it didn't need Eric Roberts, you know, karate kidding, karate kid kicking, uh, you know, Cobra Kai in the face. Yeah, uh, you know, it just didn't need all that. And it didn't fall into it, and I thought it was good. I'll say this is better it, than it, the OG Karate Kid. Ooh, silence. That's uh, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that statement. Oh, I got other um, statements. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> no, I I can I, I I can see that it it doesn't have the level of like iconic well, moments. That, I you guess. have to take that nostalgia though. Right, when something is iconic, it's not. Yeah. It's it. You know. So like what I was thinking while watching this, and again, this is right in my wheelhouse and and my teenage years. Uh, watching movies. This is my favorite type of movie. And I'm thinking back, I'm like comparing this to things like Bloodsport and Kickboxer, which are, you know, the pinnacle of this sort of era of action martial arts film. And I'm like, why would those be better than this? And I I think if James Earl Jones had a better performance I would I would give I would give that claim to you. Well, that it's better than the OG karate. Yeah, and, and that's fine. But I, my thing is, is I don't think this is any worse or better than sort of those 
ones that people are really nostalgic for. Your kickboxers and like I would agree with that. And um, you know, although I mean, Bloodsport has Bolo, who's awesome. But I don't think the acting in those movies is particularly great. I mean, Jean-Claude's not a great actor. Eric Roberts runs circles around Jean-Claude and Seagal and, you know, Arnold and, and this heyday, this time. So I I really like this movie. And I I'm, we'll get to the recommendations, but I'm going to just go first. How about that? Uh, yeah, and and I'm going to recommend it. I think that if you want to know... What, well, specifically, if you like Bloodsport and you like Kickboxer and that style of thing and you're like me and you love this era of martial arts movies, I think maybe this is one that went under your radar. Um, and it's on Netflix right now. Go check it out. So I would recommend it. I think it's better than I remembered. Um, and I really enjoyed watching it again. How about you, Mark? Yeah, so I don't... I'm not going to recommend it. What a surprise. And the reason I'm I'm not going to recommend it was or is because it it's it's not enough. It, you, know, <laughs> you didn't if, get if, enough best of the best. <laughs> you wanted uh, if, more if when the been, film was over. Been, if there had been better uh better character developments um if if actual characters had if there was a purpose behind them, uh, if we had more scenes like we got in the tournament, you know, uh, then yeah, I, I could see me recommending this, even though it's incredibly dated. It feels, it feels like an eight nineteen eighty. It's film. part of the charm for me. Like when you, oh, it's dated. Well, that's kind of what I like about it. I like, I, yeah, something hits a note for me when you get those late eighties, early nineties. And there's that film grain on a movie um, that just, it takes me back and I'm like, Ooh, this is, it just reminds me of sitting in my room with a stack of VHS tapes and, and throwing one in and, and I, I just love it. So that, yeah, that's a criticism I, I, it from is, you, but for it, me, it's like, Ooh, that's a plus. I, I can see, I can see this being a VHS. Tape oh dude, and... I definitely had it. <laughs> and, but no, I mean, there's good things here. And the good things largely outshine the bad things, uh, but I just I, I can't I can't recommend it in a martial arts month. Um, I, I just well, what I, month no. can you recommend it in? We'll watch it again. Maybe nineteen eighties month. I don't. No, know. okay. Because um, in that <laughs> then that realm, I don't know that I could because there's a lot of really good eighties movies. Um, so anyway, we are down now to the final week of the year uh next week is our last episode of 2021 and the first calendar year of the movie draft house so uh we are going to celebrate by watching a marvel movie shang chi and the legend of the ten rings the ten rings there you go uh it is on disney plus and uh i think this is going to be I don't know. Pig's been pretty recent. I'm trying to think, is this the most recent movie we saw? But uh, Pig's pretty recent. So it it, pro- it probably will be the most recent film we saw because this released in September. There you go. Uh, Pig released back in, I think, March or April. Um, but uh, Shang-Chi is uh, 
directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who I've never heard of before. Um, he uh, he is an Asian man. So, um, just looking at his picture on IMDb, okay. he's an Asian man. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, um, uh, and, we, and we're also we're also going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you just <laughs> listen. I, I I don't like to 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 profile people. You just <laughs> uh, but but the name Destin Daniel Cretton doesn't speak Asian to me. It just doesn't scream it. Um, Fair enough. You know. <laughs> and so I look at his picture, and he's an Asian man. And I'm like, yep, stereotype. All right. Dude. So also next um, week we're doing what? Oh, uh, so we're running down our our favorite films of the year, top and bottom five, specifically that we've watched for the show. And we'll also be uh, giving you our films for January. Ooh, we're doing and our theme for January. Oh, can, do, oh, we don't want to do the theme right now. I mean, we can if you well, want. No, we'll just say the theme's going to be westerns. It's going to be yep, interesting. Westerns. I, I've I've got some slated and pick. I'm trying. I, I'm trying not to pick Tombstone, but you give me an opportunity to watch don't Tombstone. Do I'm I'm, I'm do doing it. it. I love that movie. Oh. oh Lord! But we're doing westerns, and uh, so yeah, you. I already said at the top of the show, you can get it, Mark. I heard you liked on Twitter. I'm on there too. Podcast by Jeff on Twitter. Uh, what was it? Movie Draft House. Yeah, it's the Movie Draft House on Twitter. Oh, baby, and the Schizophonics. Uh, the music for this month just such. It bangs so hard. Be sure to check out our playlist on Spotify. That's in the description. Um, is that it? There is. That might be it. That's oh it. That's right. We're good. We're, I. I'm we're... so. Listen. There's something about doing the show with you that I love. Where I pick movies like best of the best, and it just shows the the difference in our tastes. And uh, <laughs> very, very much. Just so. I love this stuff and uh you know so uh, you know I, i'm watching this movie on netflix right and i at one point i paused it. i think i had to go to the bathroom or whatever i paused it and i come and i you know i didn't look at the screen but i come back and i sit back down and you know how some netflix bigger titles maybe maybe they're a netflix uh original or you know they're a more well-known netflix or right. movie on netflix and it has a logo mm-hmm like uh you know for where the movie like it actually is. has like the font and it's stylized yes. yeah yes this movie had that it had it had Ooh. best of the best it was best and best in big That's a red gold letters egg. oh and, baby. and it was a guy uh, a silhouette of a guy kicking on top of the of the words and i was like you got to be kidding no, it's me it's worth it baby this this movie's got its Did own logo. Now I don't on think it was Netflix? officially linked, but there was an NES game called Best of the Best. It was horrible, but <laughs> I used to play it thinking it was part of the movie, even though it really just didn't have anything to do with the movie other than it was about a martial arts match. But anyway, uh, we're out of here. Enjoy this song from the Schizophonics. It's something's got to give, and we'll see you next week for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs>